make good choices, and uphold strong boundaries. You are not obligated to show up any certain way for any certain amount of time, for any certain days or certain hours for anyone. If you're building your business, you do what works for you as long as it's getting you to your goals and then see who wants to come along for the ride. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Harder Show, where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. Today, I'm actually going to talk about how in the world do we seem to manage all these different businesses that we have and have a great life at the same time. Because as I've mentioned on this show before, it hasn't always been where we were able to have a good life while having good businesses. And the reason why I'm actually speaking on this today is I got this question on Instagram last week. And it was just meant for me privately, but I thought, you know what? This is such a good question. I know that so many of you need to dig into this question as well. And so I thought I'd lift the curtain on what really works for us so that we can have multiple businesses and not give up any income goals, not give up any businesses that mean a lot to us, but at the same time, not give up my number one priority in life right now, and that is to have fun and to have an extraordinary life. Otherwise, what is it all for? So I got the question on Instagram. Basically, she said, how is it that Lori and I are balancing all these different businesses and living this life where you see us at the lake house and then you see us at the California home and then you see us at the Arizona home and you see us over in Europe and all these things. She's like, how is it possible? Could you please help me out? Because that's what I want, but I feel like all I do is work right now. And the question came from a very successful woman business-wise, but I could tell that she was missing out on success life-wise. And so here's the answer that I gave her. I started out by saying, listen, it's a struggle at times. You get to see the highlight reel on Instagram. But Lori and I many times struggle making sure that we're balancing an extraordinary life with extraordinary businesses and an extraordinary relationship. But the truth is, we've gotten a lot better at balancing all that now than we did in the past. The first thing you have to understand is for you and for anybody building lots of businesses, the workload ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows for us. It's going to ebb and flow for you. And you have to understand that sometimes you're in a season of a sprint and you have to then accept that and classify it as that, knowing that there's light at the end of the sprint. And sometimes you're in flow where you don't have to be sprinting. It's not, I'll tell you this, it is not a consistent marathon. It is sprints and rests and sprints and rests. That's the first part of the answer. But then I got into things that were a little bit more, should we say, strategic. 
And I gave her five different things that we're doing to live this great life, but also build great businesses. And the first thing was this. I said, we have protected time every single morning that nobody can reach us, that nobody can get to us. So we can fill our cups first before we start filling everybody else's cup from our cups. In other words, we have to read, we have to listen to our positive propaganda, we have to get our walk-in together, we have to connect, we have to get a workout in. We have to do all those great things in the morning. Otherwise, the version of us that you'd be getting is a very, very resentful, tired, worn-out version, and that's not good for anybody. So we really protect our protected time in the morning. If you've been listening to this show for years, you've heard me speak on this for years. You've heard that we have upheld this for years. Right now, my protected time is 11 a.m. And in summer, it's noon. But normally, my hard barrier is nothing starts till 11 a.m. Now, listen, if there's a mega exception, will I make the exception? Yeah, I'm not going to burn a great opportunity or something. But it's just that. It's an exception. It never, ever, ever, ever becomes normal or regular to violate our protected time in the morning. Number two, we literally pulled the plug on any time-consuming income sources that are either no fun or didn't generate X number of dollars. In other words, you have to have your income or revenue floor. And you have to be able to define it within a certain period of time. For example, you might say, if this is not earning me $100,000 one year from now, I'm pulling the plug on it. Even if I think, oh, I'm so close. Even if I think, oh, maybe if I just keep changing this or that, you have to have those types of, of boundaries predefined. And Lori and I have done a great job. The reason you get to see us live this awesome life right now and have a lot of time is we have pulled the plug on anything that's just not fun to build anymore and anything that didn't generate X number of dollars for us. So you got to ask yourself, what's your floor going to be? What's your X number of dollars going to be in terms of if it's not generating this, I'm going to scrap it and I'm going to go back to the drawing board to create more time and only do things that are income producing to your standards and that you're having fun doing. And then I told her number three, we don't work on weekends. Now, listen, we might work for an hour just pulling up and answering a couple of emails on our phones while we're sitting around on the weekend. Or maybe once in a great while, Lori and I'll flip on, you know, the podcast mic and, and record a, a he said, she said together because we're inspired to talk about something that came up. But as a general practice and as a boundary, we do not work weekends. We don't book calls on weekends. We work really hard not to go speak at events on weekends unless it's someone we really care about. We certainly don't book any appointments on weekends. Weekends are for us. Guys, there's enough time Monday through Friday. And maybe you're not Monday through Friday. Let me phrase, rephrase it. There's enough time in five days a week. There's enough time in four days a week to accomplish what you want to accomplish. I really and firmly believe that. Now, sometimes your sprints might take a solid five days a week plus, but your normal workload, you could do it in four days or maybe in five half days, or maybe if you got really excited, you know, six half days, whatever trips your trigger, you have to align with that. And I told her number four, we do something called our summer slowdown. We've been doing our summer slowdown. This is the third year now, and we love it. Our team does a summer slowdown, and we do a summer slowdown, but we start preparing for this summer slowdown in early spring, looking forward. 
right? We say the months that we really want to be on our summer slowdown are July and August, and then start creeping back into it in September. Well, what do we have to do to prepare for that? Early in spring, we got to look ahead on our schedule and make sure that we're leaving space there, blocking things off. If you look at my schedule right now, Mondays are open. They're just totally blocked off so people can't book things. And Fridays are open so people totally can't. That gives me a four-day weekend at minimum every single week in summer. So we start preparing early for it. We also inform our teams. We inform our customers. We inform anyone who needs to know, hey, here's my reduced availability. Here's how to get what you need still from different team members and different things. We never leave anybody high and dry. We just make sure we've prepared the resources, put the resources in place to still be productive, but it doesn't have to be us as much. The summer slowdown is one of the best things we've ever done. Matter of fact, I probably have a 30% of normal workload during these months. How awesome is that? It's like being a kid again. Like, remember when you'd be out, out of school for the summer? It was the best feeling on the planet. That's kind of what it feels like for me. And then number five, I told her this. It's our team. You have to go out and assemble. You have to be relentless about putting together really, really, really good team that you empower to make crucial decisions, that you allow to make mistakes, that you cross-train, that align with your values, and then you have to direct them to keep as much off your plate as possible. I'm coaching somebody right now who's an incredibly successful woman. You'd know who she was. And one of the things we've been working on is you can't swoop in and fix all the problems, and you can't swoop in and do everything for your employees thinking you're giving them a great workplace by you carrying the load. Because it actually makes them feel invaluable. It makes them feel like maybe their job isn't important. Maybe it's not going to be around for the long run if there's not that much for them to do. They need to make their mistakes to feel good. I know that sounds crazy. They need to be held accountable to feel good. They need structure to feel good. And you have to give that to your team and then use that to create the space for you to have extraordinary businesses, but also an extraordinary life. The bottom line is this. You could sum up all of what I just said with two words, choices and boundaries. Make good choices and uphold strong boundaries. I want you to remember, you're not obligated. You are not obligated to show up any certain way for any certain amount of time, for any certain days or certain hours for anyone. If you're building your business, you do what works for you as long as it's getting you to your goals and then see who wants to come along for the ride. Team members, employees, friends, and all. I hope this helped you. Please share it with a friend. It's a very important topic. Life is not meant to be wished away one week at a time. Life is meant to be lived with joy and memories and also overabundant flowing bank accounts. And that's exactly what we're all building here together. Thanks for listening. Love and appreciate you. And don't forget, text me the word daily to 310-421-0416 if you want me to wake you up to a positive money mantra every single morning. Text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. I'll throw you on the list. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.